Welcome back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for bearing with us here the last couple weeks as we have transitioned out of Easter and now we're in Easter tide as we head towards Pentecost here in the Christian calendar. We've been very, very busy. Uh, these last several episodes, you know, again, have been the short ones and it's really all the time I have in my life at the moment to dedicate. I want to get back to some actual like full-length interviews at some point, uh, but in the meantime, this is what I what I can offer. Uh, even though I enjoy doing this, and I really do, I have to be realistic. I don't want to burn myself out, so sticking to at least a consistent content release, just for a little little encouraging thought once a week. I wish I could do more, but that's all my life has room for at the moment. But uh, I just want to appreciate the followership again. Thank you to SoundCloud, our hosting site, wherever you get your podcasts, including our YouTube channel. Follow our updates on our Facebook page. Alrighty, so. I was talking recently with the head of my board. He he was on here and a guest a while back, Eric Moore, and I was just kind of in a bad place. And we were talking about just just some things that you when you deal with lies that come into your life. What what are you actually doing? What are you what are you doing with them? And even when you can recognize them as lies, it's the sometimes it's just the attack that Satan can give you that that can just kind of leave you downtrodden and like oh, I'm just too tired to fight. Like why do I have to deal with this? And as we look over our lives, you know, it's, it's something that several things can be true at once. You can feel a certain way, but not necessarily believe all of it. Now, feelings, yes, do come from thoughts. Thoughts are, are from uh, a place that maybe that you believe about yourself or that is true, uh, objectively true. Uh, people have experienced trauma, and that could be true, but Satan can use that to shame a lot of your past experiences as well. So there's a lot of things that go into into that. Well, one of the things that I've I've tried my best uh, to do and to feel and to, to see in my life is is to be honest with with where I'm at. And from a personal uh, standpoint, you know, this last uh, year and a half has been really rough. Uh, there's been a lot of things that I've had to give up, and one of the things that I've had to be reminded of is that having integrity or this idea of wholeness. Uh, is so incredibly important as a Christian. Where are you finding your center? Where is your rock? Um, if it's not Jesus, it's something else that's got to be shifting away. Abdu Burry, in in his in one of his books uh, here that I, I had read, he talked about like the idea that we've transitioned into a a post truth uh, culture, and that the fact that it we are no longer looking for the shoreline. When you're in a river, you're looking for a shore to to get to you want to swim you know parallel uh to you know perpendicular to shore as you get like a, maybe like on an angle to get back to shore but you're looking for an anchor point to set your eyes on to get back you're in this raging river you're caught in a current you want to fixate on something and go to it but what happens if the shoreline is moving where would you swim and that's kind of where his book, Saving Truth, which is about finding meaning and clarity in a post-truth world, his book deals with that and if you don't have integrity, if you don't have this wholeness about you that is uncompromising in its values, uh, your life, you know, you know, from a logical standpoint, it's not going to have a lot of concrete or a lot of objective truth uh, to it because you're just going to be going based on the wind, based on the winds of change, the seasons of change. And one of the things that you know, I've had to remind myself of is that in the midst of all of this, is trying to remember what is true. You know, see, I was in a very, very bad place um, 
just as far as overall joy and happiness when I had a previous job. And that previous job was was basically very dehumanizing. Uh, not that the not that the the actual work itself was inherently bad because I, I believe I was providing an inherent good, but it can be difficult when you feel used and everyone knows that that is a grave and serious um, the matter. You know, it, it's not something to be taken lightly. If you, if you were saying, yeah, I've been used by this person, that's a very serious thing. We, we understand that, that that is very, you know, in a way very malicious. And so when certain companies have certain positions and they just use and abuse employees, um, morale, overall sense of self-worth or um, importance just goes right down the drain. And God rescued me out of that pit uh, and brought me the job that I currently have at that manufacturing company, Linair Incorporated. Shout out to Linair, Jackson, Michigan. We make hydraulic and pneumatic cylinders for those of you who know what those are. And all at the same time, you know, I was leading this young adult group, and I I was feeling I was feeling ready to be on to the next thing. And lo and behold, Eric Moore calls me and asks me to fill in. You know, in the fall of 2020, you know, right in the midst of the pandemic, um, at this church, because they they need they need somebody as they've been transitioning away uh, from the United Methodist Church, um, and it's falling away from traditional values and teachings of the rest of mainline Protestantism and Catholicism, for that matter, have taught. Uh, they didn't want to go along with that, so they left the denomination, and they were looking for a new pastor. And they just wanted, needed someone just to speak while they kept their searching. And then eventually they offered it to me. They never, they never let me go. And the thing is, I never was looking for, to be a senior pastor. And then um, what ends up happening is that I love my job, and the last thing I want to do is I, want to give, I don't want to give up my normal job. And it's always it's funny sometimes. God's like, yeah. You know, I'm bigger than your thoughts or your plans. I will make a way when you don't think there is one. And so, you know, not not having the full-time duties of a senior pastor certainly is a burden because I want to be there for my people, but yet I love what I do and I believe in what I do in my other job. And I think that's really cool that at this point in my my life, you know, um, I'm able to, to look back and say, oh my gosh, like, what do I have to complain about, Right. And so the sense of integrity being uncompromising, where you have to sacrifice a lot of other things in your life for the sake of other things, that was so important to me. And to, to hear Eric talk about that, and I was very, very grateful. So if there's anything, the reason why I'm telling you this today is that life, when you go on a journey with Christ, life will have its curveballs. There will be times in your life where you're, yes, you're certainly... I'm going to be tested. Now, that doesn't mean that God, you know, has so much faith in you like Job. Don't, don't put yourself at the center of Scripture. Don't do that. But there will certainly be times where you are presented an opportunity where there's not necessarily a right nor wrong decision to make, but there are certain opportunities that come your way that certainly are temptation. These, these opportunities that can certainly be viewed as taking you away from your mission in life. And as Christians, our mission in life is to bring honor and glory to God and to worship him and to go and make disciples of all nations. Now, there are some who are called to a full-time vocation uh, of doing that, you know, as evangelists. Uh, and then there are people that have that opportunity every day at their ordinary jobs. Every day they are a witness. Even when they don't talk, they are a witness to Christ. That is how, in my opinion, we ought to view our lives, especially here in the West, in our Western culture. Well, 
the one thing that can get lost is in the pursuit of careerism, um, the idea of getting getting married and starting a family, um, getting to retirement and living in retirement and getting more wealth, prosperity. Those are not necessarily bad things. Those things have been used backwards as a way to get to God or a way to experience God's blessings. Whereas when you serve Christ first, regardless of what your circumstances are, those things can certainly be a result or they God could take everything away from you. You might suffer and potentially for those, again, who are not in the West, may be asked to give their lives for the reward is so much greater in heaven. They're storing up for themselves treasures there and not down here. And in the West, when we have a Judeo-Christian culture at its foundation, that's where it's been based on as far as morality, and we're seemingly now trying to throw that completely away, uh, that we still have all the blessings. So we throw God away, we still have all these blessings. So those blessings are independent from God in a way. That's how we view it. And so I can spit in God's face and still have a house, still have a car, still have a job, still have money, clothes, food, shelter, water, access to friends, and all the amenities. So I can spit in God's face and still have it all. Well, that's what every empire had that spat, spat in God's face and look what happened to it. So just like every other culture that was powerful that um, that lived on the face of the planet, uh, was humbled eventually. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. It really is that simple. What's difficult is accepting that once it has happened. And one of the things that I see coming is that, you know, whether whether or not we are judged through foreign occupation or just through uh, a downward downward trend in our society, uh, the abandonment of, of morals that we used to hold so dear, my my thing is is that if you look back through a lot of the minor prophets, one of the themes that develops is that there are innocent in these societies, right? There are innocent people that cohabitate along with guilty people. Not necessarily live in families, but that's their neighbors. And sometimes God's people are asked to suffer, even though sometimes they are innocent, alongside the guilty. And when we look at Paul's letters, all throughout his 13 letters, the, the idea of forbearance, of, of bearing with one another as God's people, taking on each other's burdens, praying, fasting, making sure no one is without need. That is so that what? God's glory might shine through and that we might show people our love. God, Jesus himself, you will, they, you will be known by your love. And it's the love of Christ, the, the self-sacrificial love, the wholeness that, that Christ offers. So when we look at all of these situations, we look at what God has done up until this point, it should it should not behoove us when we throw all that away to see some things happen in our lives that we would not prefer to see happen. However, there is a cost, and what is that cost? Jesus went to Calvary for it. We just celebrated that death and resurrection here on Easter, and as we celebrate the giving of the Holy Spirit, where He breathes the Holy Spirit, the giving of the Holy Spirit, this this third iteration of God interacting with humanity, and now all of humanity, all the shackles are off. It's not just to a group of people that are trying to get it. It wasn't just God was preparing His group of people to take this message to the world to serve Him. And there were never borders before, but God. God was saying, I'm going to use these people to spread my message. And they're going to, they're a flawed people. They're ugly people sometimes, but yet I love them. What are we willing to pay? Are we willing to suffer for the sake of other people's salvation potentially? Are we willing to count the cost? Are we willing to pick, pick up our own cross? These, these are questions that are not new. These are a lot of themes that, that we increasingly see that in our lives today, we have to make a choice. 
Are we going to compromise our values or are we going to remain uncompromised, uncompromised and continue to serve Christ? That doesn't mean we won't fall. doesn't mean we won't stumble along the way and, and sin and in need of repentance by no means. We're not looking for perfection here. God's not looking for perfection. He wants the living sacrifice all of our lives. And he is there with his mercy, if we are repentant, to love us unconditionally. That's the message I want to leave with us today. Thank you so much. May God bless you and may God keep you.